There he is. Yay. Hey, Ricky. Welcome back to everyone's favorite political, social, Hollywood, whatever you want to be, a podcast, The Mark's Experience. This is going to be episode 26. Why don't you go ahead and reintroduce yourself, Ricky? 26? Yep. Oh, uh, well, I'm, I'm Rick. Hello. Rick has been on the, uh, the show quite a few times to pog it up. Yeah. Um, so, Ricky, why don't you introduce today's topic? All right. So, today's topic is going to be how we're all pretty tired and we could all really just use a nap and also Blade Runner. <laughs> Definitely uh, felt the tired bit. I am always tired, but as you can tell, I'm yeah. pretty keyed up right now. Really. It's 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 a bit. It's a funny bit. That's what that was. Yep. So, um, initial impressions. This is only going to be the first movie. I want to do a Blade Runner 2049 one down the road. Okay. Um, so, uh, what are your impressions of Blade Runner? All right. Well, I've only seen it the one time. And he's a, the, he's a rookie. The, you know? Yeah, sure. The first thing I thought when I saw it was, am I missing something? Because I, I did everything I could to pay attention the entire time. It feels like a lot longer of a movie than it is. Um, yeah, especially if you watch the director's cut, but there's no narration. Yeah, exactly. And I think, and I couldn't tell if some of it just got lost on me or. So, so, so you're ba- yeah. you were basically questioning your intelligence. Uh, essentially, yeah, more or less. I was like, "Am I am I getting this?" And I, I I've been a bit preoccupied with you know life, and so I didn't uh, haven't put too much thought into it. But you know, maybe he's a replicant or something. Yeah. So, um, PogChamp. So before Ridley Scott. Uh, went back in and monkeyed with Blade Runner. The idea was not to have uh, Deckard be a replicant, as far as I understand it. Um, okay. The The idea was to have him be a human. Well, before we dive deep into the, the symbolism and kind of unpacking what Blade Runner critiques and its greater social implications of uh, the plot narrative, give us an overall synopsis of what the film is. All right. So, more or less, it's a little under two hours of like a flying car flying past the Atari logo while the soundtrack does like a and it's just that for two hours uh and then there's also a plot but it felt like there was a lot of that yeah um um, anyways the real plot is uh that there's this guy Played by Harrison Ford. He's a Blade Runner. Um, and a Blade Runner is someone who hunts down uh, replicants. Replicants are not quite androids. They, they have like real human organs and stuff. But they're not quite people. But aren't they? Yeah, so they are in, in the novel, the novella, the volume, the tome, the book... That Blade Runner is based off of, uh, they they are androids, but for the sake of the movie, they are um, androids with human to... organs. 
yeah it's kind of weird it's never it, but but the point is you don't actually need to know what they are it is just implied that they are a menace to society because I believe they led a revolution or something. Because some somewhere on a mining planet, they they got angry or something, and um, because their their rights were yeah. being deprived. Um. So yeah, yeah. So so kind of give us an ex a dive into what what happens as Deckard goes on his journey. All right. Well, he starts out by visiting. Uh, the CEO of the company who's creating all these replicants and it is there he learns that the secretary for this uh, CEO is in fact herself a replicant and from here he uh, goes all across the world of a very darkly lit and very like grimy and gross it's LA right yes it's a dystopian it's a Los Angeles dystopian Los Angeles to find clues and track down four who have escaped but there's five of them Ricky. I mean five but you don't ever see the fifth one I wonder who it is hmm I, so yeah basically I'm pretty sure they actually do say five in the director's cut they do that's the point uh, but we'll get to that later so yeah Decker goes throughout the movie and kills these replicants and the movie also serves as a self-discovery for Decker Decker because he he eventually realizes at least in the director's cut which is the canonical version which is the one that we're going to be discussing there are multiple hints throughout the movie so scenes that are really and no actual purpose unless you think about them give us an example of what some of these scenes are Ricky Garrick oh so many uh there's there's we'll a lot with... of scenes where someone just kind of stares at something for a bit such as a unicorn at the end <laughs> there's there's a origami unicorn and he's Deckard Harrison Ford picks it up and he's like ah this is like that dream I had where there was a unicorn Yep, and it is implied that the one of the people who sent Decker on the mission made the origami unicorn. Yes, and partner. the implication that the, that the partner knows that that Decker is a replicant, and the reason that is significant is because only replicants can see the unicorn in their dream. Um, which again is something else narratively significant is that the the name of the book that Blade Runner is adapted from is Do Androids Dream of Electric Sheep, and so the the question in that book is humanity. That's the central theme of what Blade Runner is focused on, right? You'd say? Yes. Like, what what makes a human? Um, there's the entire speech at the end of the movie um, where the, the final de- uh, replicant gives this this really famous, beautiful, poetic speech about how people, basically robots are human too. And, like, what defines a human? Is it somebody who experiences rain or sunshine or something? Um, and so decker decker just basically confirmed to be a replicant but there are also other hints throughout the movie now the sequel blade runner 2049 does make it more obvious that decker is a replicant without explicitly saying it because again it's still a mystery there are people who watch the director's cut and still think he's a human um i i personally don't think that because i think that ridley scott deliberately edited the movie to you know what i mean to throw in these yeah they're not even red hair because they're, they're, there's also this scene where decker's eyes glow um like they, 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 he's sleeping with this woman and they turn the lights off 
and Deckard's eyes are glowing. And throughout the movie, they make it a, like, whenever there's a replicant, their eyes glow in the dark. So it's insinuated that, you know, obviously Deckard has these these sort of experiences where he, he's in the dark. And so if you look at the movie through the lens of he's a replicant, the, the narrative becomes entirely different. Um, because if he's a human, he's just hunting androids, right? Or but but if he's a replicant, he's killing his own people, effectively. Right. Um, and so Blade Runner serves as as him discovering his his um his identity as as a replicant. Because remember, it's never explicitly said in the movie; it's just implied. Um, and so that's that's like without going into the symbolism that heavily, that's what Blade Runner is. It's a journey of self-discovery. Um, but, like, it was a groundbreaking movie when it came out. Groundbreaking. Um, However, a box office bomb and people... Oh, yeah, no one... People, like me, were like, what? And yeah. they, nobody saw it. But and it's a film that it has, has grown and gained its... earned its following over time. And it's... I mean, it's a phenomenal oh, movie. Oh, yeah, no. It, it's, nobody's it's, questioning that. It's um, it, especially it's, for it's, it's, its impact alone, like just on film and the sci-fi genre. Everything yeah, came it was, from Blade it, Runner. Because your your sci-fi movies didn't really deal with exploring themes of human. We'll get into th- thematics later on in this discussion, but. Blade Runner was groundbreaking in that it was a movie that was not meant to be interpreted at face value. There's not a lot of explosions. There's a lot of scenes where you just have to take in the atmosphere. It's very similar to 2001 Space Odyssey, which did not do well in theaters and is now remembered as one of the best movies ever. And the reason for that is because what, like, both in how it was produced and the way that the screenplay is written, Blade Runner is a movie that you have to think about to understand. You have to sit down and be like, what the hell did I just watch? Um, and I know we mentioned Blade Runner earlier in one of these earlier episodes, but uh, we can kind of move into thematics because, you know, we basically just covered the plot of the yeah. movie and whether or not he's a replicant. There are other hints throughout the movie. Like, the, the the point is the replicants stare at things a lot and Deckard stares at things a lot. So they're supposed to be gathering info or something, but that's not important. Blade Runner, it critiques... So I think I think it critiques the way that we... I don't think it was meant to be a political allegory, but I think it's kind of evolved into one over time where it critiques like what we consider to be human, right? Right. Because the central thing of the movie is the world thinks that these androids just don't deserve human rights. But they they very clearly they're they're intimate, they can have sex. They they have human emotions, they can speak, they eat, they sleep. The only thing that separates them is that they're they're made of metal. You know, they they, they don't have flesh. They're, they're, they're robots but they have they equip they, they basically have souls and so the point of the movie is to, to discuss you know what makes somebody or something a human um and uh, do you kind of get that impression too yeah I, I i think it's not there's this weird question of what does it mean to be human what does it mean to have a soul because it's like something uh a uh, small detail that they put in is that most other living creatures have died off on Earth, at least. And so they are also yeah. replaced by replicants. Um, and I think it brings up a interesting 
Oh, I never noticed yeah, that. It's an interesting question of um because they're only killing the human replicants. They're not killing the yeah. Um they're not killing the cat replicants and the dog replicants. Because keep in mind this this version of the future is like the worst case scenario of what an environmentalist would would view America, right? Like it's it's polluted. Yeah. Um it's the, gross. The there's no sunshine, there's smog everywhere. People have to wear masks and respirators covered in see, like companies. Yeah, corporations have taken over the world. Um, Atari, for example, somehow Coke. still exists, I guess, because at this time, Coke, yeah, like Atari, Coke, these mega corporations. It's basically like what free, restrained capitalism would look like, like capitalism without barriers or regulations. That's what Blade Runner is. It's like this is a world where corporations run anything. I know it's implied that like the government doesn't even exist. <laughs> like, like it is directly implied throughout the movie. Which, fun fact, Blade Runner takes place in the Alien universe. I don't know if you knew I, that. I, the, uh, I know that there's at least hints towards it. No, nah, like, the, the Wayland, which is the company that produces the replicants, is the same company that, that produces the spaceship from the Alien universe, which, which is pretty dope. Because you never actually see Earth. You never actually see Earth in the Alien movies. It is just implied that Earth is dirty and grimy. So it, they very clearly take... Now, obviously, they're very different. But that doesn't line up with time. Alien versus Predator at all. Okay, Alien versus Predator takes place. <laughs> yeah, but it's, it's kind of fun. Uh, but just, just ignore that. Um, but no, yeah, it takes place in the same universe, which makes the Alien movies, like, these people are looking for another planet. <laughs> like, they're not going out in space to find stuff. Yeah. They're going out in space to search for for another planet to live on because they screwed up Earth. And so the movie, I think it's kind of a warning of what happens if you don't regulate the environment. Because, well, I, I guess we can get into the sequel, too. Um, Let's make it a... The, the, sequel, the sequel brings into climate change, too. Because um, I know that... Oh, God, where is it? Like, the, the desert area? Um, oh, the uh, the portion in Las Vegas. Well, yeah, sort of explain explain what what the sequel does to the original film. Hello, sorry, lost you for a second. Yeah, yeah. So, so bring into um, bring into like the discussion about what the sequel does to expand on what Blade Runner sets up. You know, themes of humanity, themes of overpopulation, pollution, right. etc. Well, Blade Runner twenty forty nine. Which, by the way, Blade Runner twenty forty nine. Great movie. Also yes. very good movie. Um, I like that one more than the original, but that's also partially because I feel like I understood it more. Um, I, I like it better. 2049, like starring the infinitely handsome Ryan Gosling. Uh, talks a lot of... Yeah, Gosling. Yeah, Gosling. Um, Ryan Untitled Goose Game. Uh, yes, as we call him in the biz. Uh, is about uh, there. There is a child, maybe, possibly. There has been a child from a replicant, and the new corporation uh, that is now making replicants. The even crazier CEO of that is like, well, we gotta, we gotta find this. We need to figure out the secrets. We need to figure out everything about this. How, how is it happening? Was it on purpose? How are robots converting? 
it doesn't make sense. Yeah. They're robots. You know, robots with. And that deals with a lot more. It, it puts a lot bigger focus on memories, and specifically how yes. memories define us as people, and what value that gives us. Um, Again, dreaming, dreaming and memories are not synonymous, but it's it's the same sort of thing. Where, by the way, Ryan Gosling's character is not a replicant. Really, he is not. Well, I don't, I don't think, think he, he is. is. Um, no. Because it doesn't feel like 2049 tries to make it as obvious as the original movie. Because the, the director's cut makes it very obvious that Deckard is actually. And 2049 also has a scene with Jared Leto, which basically confirms that. I think that. The, that scene between Jared Leto and Harrison Ford, I think that can go either way. I don't know. But but anyway, keep, keep going on the description of like what happens in the movie. Plot-wise. So there's this new Blade Runner, but he is a replicant, or as Nick thinks, is supposedly a replicant. Um, and he is definitively hunting his own kind. And he stumbles upon uh, this this weird tree that triggers one of his own memories. Oh, you're right. Ryan Gosling's yeah. character is. Okay. Sorry, I was thinking of something. I was thinking of something. Yes, Ryan Gosling's right. character is rebel. Which triggers one of his memories, which leads him down this Sorry, weird I'm, I'm rabbit hole of trying to find, trying to find out uh, about this kid uh, who came from a replicant. And it also, for some reason, leads him to Deckard. There is a reason. I just some people probably haven't seen it. Well, no. Go, so, go ahead anyways, spoiler alert. Ryan Gosling is like, "Oh gosh, it's me. I'm the kid. It's been me this whole time." And so he go he tracks down everywhere this kid has supposedly been and does everything in his power to like find he. Not- but I can't believe yeah, I said playing costume. I'm like half awake. I've been thinking it's of all good. Uh, I've been thinking of Jared Leto. What? Oh, I was, oh never right. mind. Just, just keep going. Anyways, um, and he ends up uh, going to Deckard and trying to talk to him about it. Uh, and he's just trying to find answers, which leads him to like an underground resistance of replicants who have all also had that same memory and have all also thought that they were the kid and he learns that he is in fact not the kid and that the real kid was uh, someone he met along the way someone who was making memories which, yep, which genuinely surprised me the first time I watched it. Yeah, because I had thought that Ryan Gosling's character was, but again, as with anything in the Blade Runner universe, yeah. you know, there's a million plot twists. So. so, kind of explain what happens at the end of the movie, because we're right. Um, so like the very end, is that what we're talking here? Well, no, just, just so after he All finds right, so the after resistance. he finds the resistance, he. By that point, Deckard has been taken by 
the new company uh, that Jared Leto runs. Uh, and so Deckard has to go and... Um, not Deckard. K, Ryan Gosling's character, has to go and save Deckard because he has the secrets to this kid um, who, who he's never met so that he wouldn't know anything, but he knows enough that if they have him, uh, they can figure it out. And so Ryan Gosling has to go save him, uh, which he does. And then with his final act, he takes him to see his kid, which he was never able to do because they think Deckard has died. Yep, which that's kind of yeah. how the movie ends. It, it, the, the movie ends with Ryan Gosling bleeding out on the steps outside uh, outside this facility. And and as for Deckard? Deckard meets his kid and is like, hey, kid, it's me, Harrison Ford. You know me? I was in Star Wars. It's a real weird conversation. It's a yeah. real doesn't make sense so so again 2049 is even more complicated than the first movie plot wise it it is there is so much happening in that movie at in every frame but this movie again doesn't answer whether decker's a replicant but it is implied he is because the kid is his um and so it's basically saying that if it came from a replicant and it came from deckard either the replicant had sex with Deckard and he was a human. And the female replicant gave birth. Which, it doesn't actually imply that Deckard ever had a romantic partner. Or, Deckard himself gave birth. Well, no. It, which is really weird. I, the movie but, I thought was saying that... Who was the... Whoever the secretary was, I forget her name. In the... In the first movie, that's who he had it with. Oh, you're right, you're right. He had it with him. So so either the, the two replicants came together and had it, or, you know, it was a Which replicant. Which, either way, it's this phenomenal thing. It, it's weird. Because, you know, the, a robot is still giving birth. Um, But, this movie, the themes of humanity are less there because it's very apparent what Ryan Gosling is. Unless you're me and you're retarded and you don't actually, like, I haven't seen 2049 in a hot minute, so I'm a little murky on the details. But, because I, I, I rewatched the original film right. uh, on Netflix again, but um, I do remember the memory thing. And so it's kind of bringing up the fact, oh, replicants have memories too. Yes, they're collective memories, but they, they yeah, forge their I, own I memories too. That movie talks a lot about what, well, both of them talk about how memories define us. And yeah, it's like, it's like, do you forge your own identity or are you linked to your race yeah, or your creed? It, it's a because because it, it's kind of like a racial metaphor too it's like is like say you're black or you're white are you defined by that or are you defined by your your individuality uh, and so that's what i've always gotten from 2049 is that it's it's it focuses more on individuality than humanity because it, it's pretty clear by this point that the replicants deserve the rights that humans have because they yeah. you know they can think on their own they're sentient they are, for all intents and purposes, human beings. Um, mm-hmm. You know, they just don't have... They're, they're humans in every sense, but they're actual, like, biological humans. But they have souls. They very clearly dream. They they undergo... You know, they have to sleep. They have to eat. They just live a long time. Because, you know, they're robots. Um, 
but at the same time, they age. They age. Because if we're assuming Deckard's a replicant, you know, Harrison Ford, yes, ages, but they don't de-age him in the movie. Um, and again, the themes of environmentalism are there because they go to Las Vegas and the entire city is just overrun with um, desert. like the, the desert like it's erosion. desert. And the, the, it just becomes the rest of Nevada. Like the, the movie makes it very apparent that humans screwed up the environment so much that, oh, well, this is the reality you're living in. Where urban centers are very urbanized, but the rest of the world is uninhabitable. Which, by the way, plays into the theory that Decker's a replicant because if he was human, he wouldn't be surviving yeah. in the, the desert. Um, you know, because only robots can live in those hard conditions. Um, you know, because because he's alone. It's him he's and just there. It's him and his dog. Chilling in he's just chilling there. Uh, which, well, yeah. by the way, the dog's a replicant because there's no. Because, again, everything else, every other living creature is a replicant, which is important because it's another case of humans discriminating against what are basically just other humans. And that they've moved beyond racism towards speciesism, yeah. I guess. I... Um, but, as you can tell, there's a lot of things to juggle when you're talking about Blade Runner, but would you say that the it feels like the sequel is less big picture and more specific on what makes people like define themselves I, I don't know I, I think they they tell they, they give similar messages in different ways the, the overall point of Blade Runner is that yeah, you can be I, a human I, without being human like being a human is not just biological it, it, it's whether or not you have a soul it's whether or not you you dream you have aspirations I, you have goals I think the only thing um, we didn't get into and was a big part um, of the sequel 2049 was Joy. Uh, the aptly named yes, you're right. so hologram best bud. Uh, J-O-I Joy. Oh, oh yeah. By the way, Atari's still well, kicking it's, it's, 2049. It's a weird future, you know? Um, it Again, yeah, because it just... Yeah, it was never supposed to be realistic. Who cares? <laughs> It's it all right. Not. Ridley Scott. Um, you know, but anyways, it's yeah. Like, so it's sci-fi. Throughout the movie, Ryan Gosling's character Kay is accompanied by his holographic uh, girlfriend, more or less, played by uh, Ana de Armas, who plays the main character in Knives Out, for people who have seen that. Uh, and she's essentially whatever... Um, he wants her to be but the thing is throughout this movie they grow to have this relationship and towards the end uh, um, she dies in a sense I know, it, and it is, yeah! and it is sad it, 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 but then yeah yeah because you develop feelings and for you, you're rooting for Kay after, and as you're right. rooting for Kay you're rooting and for his partner there's this beautiful scene where both visually and you know in terms of thematics and stuff uh, cinematography is, is, is stunning I, I feel like this is a very well known shot just in cinema uh, is the giant like pink version of Joy with Ryan Gosling on the ledge do you know what I'm talking about 
Oh. Yes, of course. It's the the, yeah, the scene yeah. that was on um, all the posters for the movie. It's the and throughout the film the shot of twenty forty nine and the, she had given him a name. She was like, "Oh, we'll call you Joe or something because you're a real person or whatever." And you after she died, you get to this again scene, our, and it's he's on like this ledge and he sees this giant holograph holographic ad for joy because joy his wasn't the only one out there it's it's a product that he bought yeah it, uh, it, it's, it's a consumer product th- i think the the most emotionally impactful part of that scene was when she just kind of leans down and was like oh you look like a good joe implying that even the ad it, it, it's just giving you what you want without you realizing it yeah so so the the point is the the hologram is is an idealistic woman yeah. basically a partner for what k wants and even though the hologram becomes individualized it doesn't strip itself yeah, of the it, collective it, identity that ties the products together saying that no matter how hard you try there will always be a shred of where you came from inside of you that's the overall like yeah, symbolism and, and of joy. there's this real a lot of the character, the the joy you see throughout the movie is just a reflection of K. Um, and and it's more or less like yeah, if, it, if it's, you it's were going insane and you needed someone to encourage you, that's what joy is. She's yep. It's it's like she's like yeah. It's almost like he's a schizophrenic. Also ties but into the very without not subtle naming of the product which is joy it, it which is but it's yeah. joy spelled with an you know. i so it's not quite right such as how the joy he gets from knowing her is phoned in it, it's fake and that's where the, the scene where he's talking to yep. like the ad comes at the very end right before he's going to save deckard and where he's he finally has learned that maybe he is meaningless he is just another replicant and it's this it's just this really nice message that finally sinks in yeah again it's like the shred shred of individuality is being stripped away yeah. just by the mere fact that he is a replicant and and in many ways i think it might also be a oh, criticism on mental yeah. health there, there's, or at least there's a reflection messages of everything it's like um, but again, yes. beautiful movie. Highly recommend you watch it. Uh, do you have anything else you want to add to this PogChamp discussion? Like to add that we not call it a PogChamp discussion, but I mean, it's a bit too late for that, isn't it? <laughs> Ugh, yeah, I'm tired. tired. I'm tired. I I I, I got a question for you. How are you doing? Hi, tired. Are you doing all right, bud? Yeah. Um. Going slightly insane, but these Aren't podcast episodes all? are keeping Leave me up and alive. Don't edit this out. People need to know so, that you're allowed to talk to your friends. Oh, yeah. Not, well, all right. Yeah, your joy. Your okay. joy. What? I'm, I'm-